How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning-fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing-fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it, you get your money back. But you're going to love it. And you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than 2 bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. And our 15-day guarantee. Call now. 800-617-5145. 800-617-5145-800-617-5145. That's 800-617-5145. Good evening and welcome aboard another edition of Sports Overnight America, across country and around the globe on iHeartRadio and the American Forces Radio Network, a Wednesday into a Thursday as we talk the world of sports and a whole lot more. Special guests to kick it off, too. We're going to take you right to New York City, not on Broadway, but right off Broadway. An interesting uh, interview coming up. Molly O'Brien, a film director, a 34-minute mini-film, The Only Girl in the Orchestra, going back to Leonard Bernstein and the New York Philharmonic. How about that for a little pop culture, little uh, hump day into Thursday, uh, spice of life here on the program. We look forward to it, but a lot to get to, and obviously, uh, listen, we're getting matched in this time of year, Mid-American Conference, football star people, you know, listen, you, you, you love those games, Ohio and Buffalo last night, Western, Central Michigan. Ah, they don't get a lot of play on this, uh, but away we go. We we uh, we throw it out. Akron tonight taking on whomever. Uh, that'll be a blowout. But uh, Miami of Ohio. But you know it's fun. It really does. It spruces up your Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and then we just roll into you know a heavy dose of the the majors on Thursday and Friday, and then obviously Saturday and away we go with the NFL of the weekend as well. So lots to get to. Dom Jimenez as well. We will kick it off with Molly O'Brien and. Further, I will tell you, the rest of the week's going to be busy. Football action. Uh, the baseball owners meeting. Uh, not so much trades, but managers. Otani, which we talked about. You know, you know, just the whole offseason. You know, that, that hot stove league in baseball. I love it. I really do. Uh, where do we go next? Otani, listen, he's going to be the, uh, he's the centerpiece of the offseason. Make no mistake about it. Um, and then the managerial moves, the council, uh, the council maneuver was interesting when you think about it because he's got kids in the Midwest uh, at Big Ten schools, so that made some sense there. So we'll get it started here. We roll along. Molly O'Brien, the only girl in the orchestra. She'll kick it off here on Sports Byline and Sports Overnight America. Coming right back.
With your choice of select sandwich, nugs, fries, and a drink, Wendy's $5 Biggie Bag is your go-to. Your nugget wingman. Your hot and crispy fry co-pilot. Just like us. We're like the bag boys. What? Bag boys, bag boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when we bring your food? <sighs> For a deal you can count on, bet on Biggie and choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Bag boys, bag boys. U.S. price participation may vary. Includes choice of TVC or crispy chicken sandwich with four-piece nugs, junior fry, and small soft drink. Third-party delivery pricing may be higher. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-913-9739. 800-913-9739. That's 800-913-9739. We all love children, and many of us have an old car, truck, or van in the driveway. Find the Children has a great way for you to put your unwanted vehicle to good use. Keep listening. Every year, thousands of kids go missing. Trust me, it's a parent's worst nightmare. When a child goes missing, every moment counts, and you need all of the help you can get. Find the Children is a nonprofit organization dedicated to locating missing children and bringing them home safely. You can help support their mission by donating your car, truck, van, or SUV. A towing company will come and pick up your car for free, running or not, and the donation of your car is tax deductible. Your help is providing the funds they need to continue their services. Call now, donate your old vehicle to find the children and get free pickup. Here's the number. 800-670-7830-800-670-7830-800-670-7830-800-670-7830. That's 800-670-7830. A psoriasis flare-up can make a walk in the park. Well, no walk in the park. It's that obvious, huh? I've tried so many lotions and creams, but I still have symptoms. So those don't do enough to treat the inflammation beneath the skin, leaving you with those uncontrolled symptoms. Makes sense, but what else can I do? You can get real with your dermatologist so they can help you get clear. Make an appointment and, oh, you're already on it. Hi, yes, I'd like to make an appointment. Get real clear about psoriasis at letsgetrealclear.com. Sponsored by Abvi. All right, back here on Sports Overnight America on Sports Byline USA. We are iHeartRadio across the country and the American Forces Radio Network worldwide. Very, very excited to have this uh, guest on here, Molly O'Brien, film director extraordinaire. Uh, a great story. It hits close to home. Um, let's get her in here. Molly, my name is Marty Terrell. I welcome you to the program. We'll give you a Great sports, uh, Overnight America. Welcome. How are you, Molly? Thanks for coming on and giving us a few moments here today. Thank you, Marty. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. And you're joining us via uh, Zoom or Skype, and we're glad to have you. All right. So tell us the story behind the only girl in the orchestra. And to say it hits close to home for you, 
would be the understatement of the year. How did this film come about? Give us the background, and then I've got uh, I've got a plethora of questions for you, Molly. How this how this film come about? Go ahead, tell us. Sure, and I want to know why it hits ho- close to home for for you. So I want you can tell me that after. Um, I will. I've wanted to make a, a documentary film about my aunt, Orrin O'Brien, for at least a decade. Orrin was the first woman hired by Leonard Bernstein to play full-time in the New York Philharmonic in 1966. Growing up, she was my father's older sister. She was the adult that I admired most in the world. She was an independent woman. She was living a, the, an artist's life in New York City. I was growing up in California, and um, I just want, I wanted to be her. Um, so uh, it makes sense that I would want to make a film about her as well. Well, it, when I said it hits close to home, I meant you. And I knew this was your aunt. So that's, uh, I'll just clear up that uh, miscommunication. That's my bad. Here's what I want to say, though. We go back to 1966. Now, she crossed a barrier that was unheard of in those times. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, uh, it just that's just the way the world was. And I hate to sound like a chauvinist pig, but and I'm not. But, you know, back then, this was whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, this was like a barrier. Not, not much different than... I don't want to go Jackie Robinson crossing the color barrier, but this was a, a, a landmark hire, and and, and, and including uh, or her being included with Leonard Bernstein in the New York Philharmonic. Do I have that right or no? Tell me. No, yes, you have it absolutely correct. She was the first woman to be hired full-time in Leonard Bernstein, um, the innovative, disruptive genius that he was. Uh, broke that glass ceiling because of Leonard Bernstein. Um, my aunt, Orrin O'Brien, was made the first woman to play full-time in the Philharmonic. She would want me to say because she's humble and because she's generous, and that's another reason why the film needed to be made about her, that there were other women who were hired, you know, who played with the Philharmonic as uh, soloists, as guests, like harpists and things like this. But she was the first full-time musician. And Um, she auditioned three times before she got in. She was 30 in 1966 when when, um, the glass ceiling uh, finally was broken by Leonard Bernstein. And one of the interesting things is is there was no no place for her to change. They didn't have a dressing room for for female musicians. So she had to change in in the broom closet for a while before they made space for her. Unbelievable. Molly O'Brien, film director, the only girl uh, in the orchestra. Uh, IFC New York City tomorrow. We'll get to that in a moment. Molly, here's where I want to go. Uh, has and I haven't seen the film. Obviously, uh, it runs 34 minutes. Here's what I want to know, though, uh, and not so much the texture and the tenor of the film in its totality, but does the film address? And if it doesn't, that's fine. I'll ask the question anyways. What kind of? I mean, did they roll out the red carpet for her because of her talent? Or did she face a lot of difficulties and challenges and some discrimination and some maybe some, you know, hushed tones and whispers behind her back? And maybe it was more towards, uh, you know, more, more forward than that in your face criticism. Uh, can, can you kind of paint a picture on what she endured? Sure. Um, well, she... You know, Oren is the child of movie stars. My grandparents, George O'Brien and Marguerite Churchill, were were, uh, film stars in the 1930s and 40s and the 20s, even in silent movies. And so she grew up with celebrity culture. And so there's a reason why she chose the double bass. She wanted to be part of an ensemble. She wanted to be in the background. She wanted to be the floor that the soloists stand on without, without 
her without the double basses, that that the whole orchestra would fall apart. She did not want to be to be in the spotlight. But as soon as Leonard Bernstein made her the first woman to ever play in the history of, of the New York Philharmonic, it was 100 years, there's 109 men and no women, and she was the first. As soon as Leonard Bernstein did that, she was thrust into the spotlight. And she found that to be very difficult. Um, you know, she was, yeah. she, she has a double bassist's personality. She, I mean, we're, we're talking on sports byline here. This is a very physical instrument. This is a, this is a, you know, you can see in the film when you see the film that, that her students are sort of flop sweating while they're, while they're playing it. It's difficult to, to cart that double bass around. It's difficult to play it. It's incredibly physical. Um, and that's where her focus was on, on getting the best sound that she could out of her double bass, on being the best team player that she could be and to be the best, you know, member of an ensemble. She did not want to be a soloist like her celebrity parents. Um, but that, you know, she was put into the spotlight. They, she had dozens of interview on, interviews on CBS radio. She was in the press constantly for at least two years. And that was hard for her because she worried about the inevitable yeah. resentment of the other players in the orchestra. So she had to walk a very, very fine line. It was a tightrope walk for her, for sure. Molly, Molly O'Brien, film director, the only girl in the orchestra, New York City, at IFC uh, tomorrow night, if I have that right. We'll get to that in a moment. I keep saying that. M Molly, did you accomplish what you set out to do in putting this film together uh, with others, including your aunt being the protagonist in this? Did you accomplish your goals? And if so, what were they? I think I think we I did. I, you know, you'll have to see the film and let me know. I you know, Oren embodies the values and the philosophy that I think um, we all need, and that is um, she's lived a life of dedication to her craft and to her art, and she's become an expert at that. But she is not a narcissist, and she has not succumbed to that kind of to celebrity kind of culture. She is someone who is warm and generous and wants to share her expertise with the next generation. She's not afraid of them coming up behind her. She, there are hundreds of students all over the world who have studied under her and who credit the, uh, her with their careers. And I want to live my life the way that she has lived her life, with humility and generosity. And I think we all um, should should learn how to play the double bass metaphorically and be part of an ensemble. There's a moment in the film, um, or be happy to be part of an ensemble. There's a moment in the film at the end where she says, I'll tell you the key to enjoy your life incredibly. And that is to not be afraid to play the second fiddle. It's who wow. you're with wow. and the work that you do wow. together. Yeah, it's who you're who you're with and the work that you do together that that'll make you happy and make you live a long and fulfilling happy life. And her dance card is full. She's now 88 years old. She's out every day. She's teaching. There's people coming to visit constantly. She's just she's just figured out how to live a life of purpose and meaning through the performing arts. Much like someone does on a sports team, you know, as being by being part <laughs> that's of it. Right, that's exactly right. Hey, tell us about IFC. I'm a big uh, independent film fan. Uh, grew up in Western Massachusetts, foothills of the Berkshires, indie films at the Calvin Theater in Northampton, Massachusetts, Smith College, Mount Holyoke, the five college area in New England. Indie films are awesome. This is going to be tomorrow night. Give us a few more details in summation here, and thank you so much. Go ahead and tell us, Molly. Well, thank you, Marty. Uh, the only girl in the orchestra is premiering. 
tomorrow night at Doc NYC, 9.15 p.m. at the IFC Center in downtown Manhattan. And then there's another screening on November 15th at 9.15 again, but this time at the Village East Cinema um, by Angelica. So, and then you can also buy, um, you can see it virtually if you're not in New York City. Just go to docnyc.net and search for The Only Girl in the Orchestra. It's a short film and uh, it's part of the festival. Awesome. Molly, congratulations. I'm going to check it out. We'll get back to you and let you know. Uh, and I just want to thank you. Happy to promote it. And we appreciate you coming on, not only nationally on iHeart, but around the globe to all of our servicemen and women, officers and gentlemen around the globe on the American Forces Radio Network. Thank you so much. Uh, well, thank you, Marty. And thanks to, everybody, thanks to everybody for their service as well. Thank you. Thank you so much, Molly O'Brien. There you go, folks as the way we roll on here. All right, we'll come back. On the other side, Dom will join us. Double dip of Dom's download. Yeah, we got football talk. Yes, we got hot stove baseball. Lots to get to. Postseason awards in baseball. Where, you know, some of those are a slam dunk. Life insurance is one of those things that just about everybody needs, but few people actually have. Hey, if you die unexpectedly without life insurance, guess what? You'll leave your family with even a bigger mess. Life insurance will help replace your family's income. It'll help cover burial expenses. Life insurance can even help pay off debt like credit cards and medical bills. Life insurance can even pay for college. And if you own a business and you die, life insurance can help your business from collapsing. It can even help cover estate taxes. Life insurance has never been more affordable and needed. Plus, you can always shop around even if you have a plan and save some money. So call the Life Insurance Quote Line right now for free products. Pricing information. 800 915 9654. 800 915 9654. 800 915 9654. That's 800 915 9654. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-433-0539. That's 800-433-0539. Paid for by Fix My Student Loans. Can your IRA stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps? By allocating a percentage of your IRA into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your IRA back on the gold standard. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA. The only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. 
Call now for your free gold and silver report. Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call and learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group, empowering faith-driven stewardship. 800-211-6008-800-211-6008-800-211-6008. That's 800-211-6008. All right, welcome back. Sports Overnight America, that is the voice of Dominic Jimenez. I'm joining Marty Terrell the rest of the way. Again, our thanks to Molly O'Brien. Make sure you check out the short film, The Only Girl in the Orchestra. And uh, let's kick things off, shall we? Marty, uh, great interview. Uh, Now I get to chat with you. How you doing? I'm doing great, Dom. Thanks again. I'll just tell you that. Uh, literally two weeks ago at the same exact time, uh, boom, our, our uh, Internet's down. Uh, I'm thinking, man, I paid the bill. I looked, sure enough. But anyways, we got uh, – and it's a statewide problem, so I'm not going to kill uh, CenturyLink, the former CenturyLink quantum fiber, but they're going to get their act together. But anyways, we move on. Dom, I want to start with uh, – I want to start with uh, the hot stove here a little bit because, you know, we had the managerial hires, and I know we talked about Otani uh, here quite a bit. Um, You know, and I guess the puzzling one to me uh, was counsel from Milwaukee to Chicago at the expense of David Ross, who was there four years. And I, I just, you know, we're starting to see cuckoo money again, and I heard it said on this network last night, you know, someone said, well, this is Joe Torre type money. This is Tony LaRusa type money. I don't remember Joe Torre making uh, $8 million a year. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't, but I, I don't recall if he did. But how do you see the council move? Now, I get he's got daughters, I believe, one's at Northwestern, uh, you know, and another one I think might be at Wisconsin, but he's got Midwestern ties. And so the idea, it looked like the Mets were going to get the inside track to getting him. And he was the hottest managerial free agent because his contract was up but did that did that move by council to uh from milwaukee to chicago catch you off guard here a little bit give me your take on it a little bit go ahead i'll say it didn't and by the way i think joe tory i think he was making nine at one point uh in his heyday okay so i stand correct yeah so i'll say i'm not that surprised that the cubs made that decision if you recall when they hired Joe Madden, they they had a manager that they were pretty happy with with Rick Renteria, and sure. Madden became available, and they're like, "Hey, Rick, uh, thanks for all your work, but we're we're, we're going to go with this other guy who just became available." I think that's a little similar situation, so I'm not surprised the Cubs took their guy who they were very happy with, David Ross, and they were like, "All right, yeah, peace out, thanks a lot. Uh, we, we're going to bring in Council, Council." He hasn't gotten over the hump with the Brewers, so I don't know if he's going to be able to do it with the Cubs, but his players loved him. He's uh, kind of got that blend of new and old school mentality where he, he embraces the analytics, but he's not completely driven by it. He's He makes his own gut decisions. I think it's a good move for the Cubs, and I'm honestly surprised that his contract is such a big deal because you think about the salaries of the coaches in these other leagues and I didn't ever pay any attention to the contract details of managers in baseball, and a lot of them mm-hmm. have said, and I stuff I've read since. A lot of them have said, 
there's more money in college baseball than there is in MLB in terms of coaching. And I think it's good that he's making $8 million. It, I think it's good. There is an inherent problem with it, and I understand because how so many of these teams have treated their minor leaguers over the years. But I think big league managers, the amount of time and work that they put in, it's, it's a warranted compensation. Yeah, and we'll see. You know, it's not like it's New York or Boston or even L.A. I mean, the Chicago media can be tough, uh, you know, and Council's coming from a rival uh, franchise up I-94 into Wisconsin and Milwaukee. It's going to add a lot of juice, though, to that Brewers-Cubs rivalry. And you know what's interesting, Dom? You know this, the last two weeks of the season, I mean, up until the last two weeks, the Cubs looked like they were going to get a wild card, and then the bottom came out. They just completely... Uh, had the wheels come off. Had bad series against Pittsburgh, I remember. I think they had a shaky series uh, against some other uh, lowly team, if you will, or a, a struggling team, if you will. So had Ross got them in, I just wonder if that was the straw that broke the camel's back in year four, not getting him into postseason number one, or was it just the availability of counsel? I think it's the latter more than the former, but it didn't help. Uh, it didn't help. Uh, David Ross for the team to tank in the final two weeks of the regular season at the expense of making the postseason. You see it that way or no? Yeah, I think it's a combination. I think it's a combination of the two. Where oh, okay, yeah. well, you didn't get us in. Hmm, that's a disappointing finish. Hmm, all right, that's uh, we're gonna we're gonna start second guessing some things here. And it's like oh, Craig Council. Oh, okay, yeah, we like Craig Council. Hmm, perfect. It's a kind of a perfect combination of things that came together uh, in ultimately having Craig Council be the manager of the Cubs. All right. Uh, does Oakland have one more year in Oakland? They have one more year there, don't they? At least one, yeah. Man, let me ask you, and I, I just can't imagine. I can't imagine that fan base having to endure what they did last year. And they weren't, you know. I mean, they showed glimpses. I mean, I watched them. I watched them beat the Red Sox two out of three. Might even have been three out of four. I mean, I was watching those West Coast games, going, "What the heck is going on?" Boston, are you that putrid? But, Don, kind of give us a flavor from the Bay Area, and you're a huge baseball guy, and I respect your, your not only your knowledge, but also your sense of humanity and, and a fan base. How do they respond to the 24 season in Oakland? Is it going to be any different than 23? And if so, and if it is, in fact, maybe not the last, but the second of the last season, then bundle them together. What will the next two years, one or two years, be like over in the East Bay at Oakland A's baseball games? So really quick, I do want to throw this out there. There was recently, and I'm not privy to politics and all the political you know, jargon and everything, but there was some kind of meeting slash rally that took place the other night. And in it, what is a very rare coming together, there were like four different organizations, you know, like the labor and regular politics and the the local EPA kind of thing. You know what I'm talking about? These different um, citywide programs and organizations, they all came together and voted like, yeah, we want the A's to stay. So I'll just say there is a great sense in Oakland, both fans of baseball and just the city, they would love to keep the A's. They are still passionate about the A's. It's not going to happen. All of this is going to be for naught because when an owner gets a sense, he's going to do what he's going to do. It's just that's the nature of it. No matter what you do to protest it or kind of prevent it from happening. If somebody is 
hell-bent on doing something, they're going to, and they have power like the A's ownership does. They, they're they're in control here. They get to decide what that happens with the team. They're going to move. So I think that the attendance nut-wise and the fans of the team, it's going to be a combination of what we saw this past year. There is going right. to be a lot of support for the A's still because it's still the childhood teams, the team, childhood team for a lot of these people. Rick Tittle hosts during the day, not in, uh, included in that. He's a lifelong mm-hmm. A's fan. But it's going to be, yes, I'm going to keep rooting for them, I'm going to keep cheering for them, but there's also the same, within the same fans, not even, you know, half of the fans, I'm not even splitting it. Within the fans that are avidly rooting for their team, there's going to be plenty of them who are also jaded, where it's like, yeah, I'm going to root for my team, and then they're going to leave in a year or two years. Why Why bother? And everybody likes right. to make such a, so many jokes about the attendance. Oh, look who's showing up to the A's games. Oh, Coliseum, such a dump. Nobody wants to go. That's not necessarily right. the case. You have to think of it at a human right. level. If your team, the owner of your team, actively trades away every good player you ever develop and shows no interest in continuing to build a winning franchise, why would you give him more money or her more money, whoever it might be? It's just on a human level. Why would you support someone who could not care that you exist and support them back? I think that is the greatest misnomer when it comes to the criticism of the fan base in Oakland in the national media. Right. So my one final question is, so they lose the team to Vegas a la the football team. When baseball expands again amid maybe Charlotte, maybe Portland, Oregon, does Oakland get another look? Do they get another chance or no? No. It's one of those ones where the city deserves to have a baseball team, but it's not going to happen. It, it, it would be, I don't want to say Dumb on MLB's part, but it'd be really weird. Yes, there is a fan base that loves baseball. They're they're here for it. They can support it. But it would just be weird to allow a team to leave a market and then put a new team right back in. I don't see that happening. Interesting. All right, I know we're up against the break here in a moment, but I I, I shudder at the thought because Oakland had Reggie Jackson. They had Vita Blue. They had Rolly Fingers, uh, Burt Campanaris, Gene Tennis. They had Tony La Russa. You know, it's just not going to be the same without seeing the elephant on the sleeve. It just isn't. And, you know, and I remember, and I'll say this, on 1988, man, Ricky Henderson and the A's, Bob Welch, that Red Sox A series, it was just a Canseco, uh, McGuire. My gosh, it, it, it's sad. It, it's actually pathetic, really. And I know that owner's a dope to begin with, but uh, – you know, I, I see the point in that they got to get a new stadium. They do, so we'll see. Great job, though, and I just hope they can. Uh, I hope they can make it happen, Don. Yeah, and it's interesting. You named all those Hall of Fame type players, and even if you want to look Man. at around the MLB now, now these are not Hall of Fame players, but Marcus Simeon, Matt Chapman, Matt Olson. The, the, these guys are all dominating for their current teams, and we're all together on the A's just a few years ago. So. It really speaks to what John Fisher has done to this team on on what seems to be an annual basis. More Sports Overnight America. Marty Terrell and Dominic Jimenez here guiding you through the sporting world. We got some more on the other side coming up after this break. 
One out of two Americans thinks their life is worthy of a book. Here's another startling stat. You may be one of the 15% of people who bothered to start your book and one of the 6% that got halfway through it, but your gem of an idea likely died. Or did it? Some published authors are making significant money, so join the ranks of the successful people that finish their books with help from Dorrance Publishing. Call right now and our experienced editors and writers will explain to you what it's going to take to get your book completely written, published, and then taken to market to sell it. It's a free consultation, so call right now. Find out how much time and money it takes to finally get that book idea of yours published. Make your dreams happen. Call Doran's Publishing right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. This message is sponsored by Coca-Cola. Wake up to the taste you crave with breakfast at Burger King. Rise and shine with a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit with melted American cheese layered between warm buttermilk biscuits. Or grab and go with a sausage, egg, and cheese sandwich, a toasted croissant with savory, sizzling sausage. Burger King breakfast sandwiches and Simply Orange. Better together. Enjoy a Burger King breakfast with Simply Orange juice and get your vitamin C one delicious sip at a time with no added sugar. All Burger King breakfast sandwiches pair perfectly with crispy, hash browns, and all-natural Simply Orange Juice. Start your day with a bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. It's thick-cut smoked bacon, fluffy eggs, and melted American cheese on a toasted croissant makes for a delicious breakfast to start your morning right. Never sweetened, never concentrated, and never frozen, Simply Orange pairs perfectly with a delicious breakfast at Burger King. Better together, Burger King breakfast with Simply Orange Juice at participating U.S. Burger King restaurants. Everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800-293-0328-800-293-0328-800-293-0328. That's 800-293-0328. Welcome back to the show. Marty Terrell and Dominic Jimenez here. Sports Overnight America on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Marty, I, I may be uh, the one with less tech issues at the time, but you're still the captain of this ship. Where are we going now? You know where we're going, Dom? I'm going to shock you. Last night was a momentous night in Northern California. What was it? What was the mo- What made it a momentous night? And I actually watched it. Not all of it, but some of it. What do you think I'm referencing? <laughs> the greatest part is I have no clue what you're talking about. I do not know. The 0-10-1 and 
Give up 10 goals a game. San Jose Sharks mm. doubled up the Philadelphia Flyers 2-1 to one at the Shark Tank. Yeah, How about that? No, it's uh, I, I heard that this obviously I wasn't watching the game. I'm not a hockey guy, right? But uh, just Adam, I guess it's almost a morbid curiosity. I looked at this morning, and I'm like, oh, hey, they won a game! Wow, and, yeah. and it's funny. I, we've I've talked I've talked a lot of times on this show about you know the the result of uh, sports playing in the meme culture. There have been a lot of great Sharks memes. Now, if I were a bigger Sharks fan, you know, when they get in the playoffs, I'll root for them. Yeah, I was a fan of, you know, Thornton and Marlowe and Setaguchi, and I, I can name a bunch of Sharks. But uh, some of the memes uh, have been phenomenal, and there's one in particular. It, it, I'm a, so Phineas and Ferb is an animated show. I was a little bit too old for it when it was in its prime. I still enjoyed it. And there is an evil character, and one of the lines is, Wow, if I had a nickel for every time that happened, I'd have 10 cents. Which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's pretty crazy that it happened twice. That meme after the Sharks gave up 10 goals in back-to-back games was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. I'm a pretty naturally happy guy. Things are pretty funny to me just generally. I cannot remember the last time I saw a meme about sports that made me legitimately chuckle out loud and the right, sharks right. utility is what brought me to tears laughing and uh happy for the sharks fans they got to win okay you know what do you know what the, do you know what their hideous start has reminded me of the san jose sharks getting off to this horrific start and doing what no national hockey league team has ever done and that's give up yield 10 goals double digits and back to back games you know what it brought up to me it brought up literally I want to say 10 years ago, um, a little girl, my daughter, Charlie Rochelle Terrell, sitting on daddy's lap, and we put on a movie, and I should have been, I should have been really, really chastised for allowing this to happen, but we went from Pekka, uh, Peppa Pig, cartoons on Nickelodeon, to the worst movie ever, Sharknado. And my daughter was scared to death. It's a death, please. It scared her to death. Now, have you ever seen Sharknado? This is my point. Uh, have you ever seen it? Yes, I have. What do you? I, I'm going to make a prediction here. And there was one time that Tom Brady dated Tara Reid. I think that was the worst acting performance out of any individual ever, Tara Reid. And that movie was horrific. And yet, I'm going to come around and be honest. I'm going to I'm going to make two predictions. One, Dom, you liked it, and two, that movie grew on me. I've now seen it five or six times, and it's not half bad. Sharknado, go ahead. Let me hear your take. All right, so there is a lot to unpack there. That we're talking about Sharknado. <laughs> I was getting ready to yell at you because you were like, "This is where we went from Peppa Pig to the worst movie," and I just had this gut feeling you were about to name one of my favorite movies of all time. I don't know what it was going to be. I was ready to rip into you, but you said Sharknado, so uh, we're okay. Uh, for Tara Reid's performance, um, no, you're wrong. It was not the worst acting performance ever. What you need to watch, Marty, is a, a film called The Room. Uh, made by Tommy okay. Wiseau. That is the movie you need to watch. There are multiple worst acting uh, performances of all time ever in that film. Not just one, not two. It's probably four or five people. Watch that film, then get back to me. Two, Sharknado, I'm not going to say I loved it, but it it 
So objectively, it's an awful movie. But for what it is, which is a stupid sci-fi movie about sharks in a, that get swept up in a tornado, it was great. Right. It was fantastic for what it is. And I'm also a right. sucker for shark movies. I'm terrified of like being out in the ocean. I don't go swimming past like my knees at the beach ever. I get a little bit of anxiety when I go snorkeling in Hawaii when I've gone a couple times. Wow. But I love a shark movie. So, yeah, Sharknado was cool. I'm not going to say it was a great movie, but just like the movie I mentioned to you, The Room, it is so awful that it's a cult classic. <laughs> you know what, Dom? Me and my good friend Lizzie Howard, we're going to invite you to Rhode Island or Cape Cod or the Maine, and we'll put you right out there on a boat all by yourself. How about that? A little I'm raft. okay on a boat. If I'm in the water, No, no, how about inside. a raft? How about a, how about a floating inner tube in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean? Yeah, no, I'm good. Thanks. You guys can keep it. Ah, <laughs> oh, Dom, I love it. Well, I knew it. I, you know, but I will say Sharknado did grow on me. All right, let's get back to more important matters. All right, NFL. You know, we saw the Monday night game. We didn't get into it the other night too much. Um, but we did get into Rodgers, and, uh, and I saw Rodgers again. I went back and did that clip about 15 more times to see if his lion eyes. Because when he talked about you know, his whole, I'm not going to take the vaccination, the whole COVID thing, and I don't want to bring that up. Only insofar as I think I think Aaron Rodgers got caught with his hand in the cookie jar. I think he tipped his hand. I think he's coming back, dude. He's going to play not only playoffs if they get in. Aaron Rodgers is going to play the last two or three weeks of the regular season. I really believe that. How about you? It's so hard. We saw Cam Akers come back pretty quickly, but he's a younger guy. Aaron Rodgers, he he. He's able to heal a little bit like John Cena. If you're not a wrestling fan, you know who John Cena is. You've heard the name. But he had a history of suffering a big injury, you know, torn biceps, a torn pectoral, a hamstring tear, whatever. And being able to come back in almost a superhuman fashion. Aaron Rodgers has proven a, an, a, over the years an ability to kind of do that. Now, he hasn't had anything as... Uh, terrible as an Achilles tear. And yeah, you know, we look at the clip of him throwing and launching 50-yard bombs. Yeah, that's great. He he, That's a lot of arm he's using. It's different when he's getting chased around by 290-pound guys, 270-pound guys who are trying to not hurt him, but inflict bodily harm a little bit to make him turn it over. So I, I, I think we're not going to see Rodgers. I think the Jets won't quite be in the hunt in the last few weeks, and it'd be, as much as he might want to play, it'd be foolish to let the Jets play uh, Aaron Rodgers if he's not, if they're not going to be on the precipice of a playoff spot. You know what I think they're going to do? They're going to obviously see how things go for the next three to four weeks, and then they're going to play that game of, if we're in contention, yeah, he might come back, he might not, kind of float it out there. And then if they were to win that one really deep in December, like middle of the month December, and they're right smack dab in the middle of the wild card, then he comes back. Otherwise, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna put it off, and we're gonna be right back uh, in the same scenario next summer, getting ready for the NFL season. You know, how is he doing? Is he healthy? Yes, he's had you know eight nine months to recover. He's raring to go. So I think you might be onto something. All right, let's get to the big question at hand. This week, how important is the game between the Niners and Jacksonville? And then I've got another one after that. Tell me about that one right there. Niners, Jacksonville, 
in Jacksonville. I think it's important to both teams. I'm not going to say it's the game of the week or anything, but it's it's important for varying degrees. For the Jaguars, it's it's a measuring stick kind of game. You know, they they haven't had you know the big win over a very good team yet this year. They almost beat the Chiefs. There's a lot of excitement in Jacksonville. The the Jaguars look good, and they're a young team, so there's constantly that. Are they ready for the next step? This is a great game, <laughs> an opportunity to do that. For the 49ers, you're on a three-game losing streak, and you're coming off your bye. If you don't right the ship, I'm not going to say the season's over if they lose to the Jaguars, but it's going to put them at a severe disadvantage moving forward if they can't right the ship against the Jaguars. So it's definitely a game to watch, and it may have, it not in terms of standings or anything, but in terms of the direction both teams can take depending on whether they win or lose i think it may be the most important game of the week two other games actually three others i want you to tell me about cleveland at baltimore baltimore not only beating teams they're demoralizing teams cincinnati's coming off a uh, excuse me cleveland's coming off a 20 uh, 27 nothing whitewashing of arizona that's not saying much at home at brown stadium now they're going to Baltimore. That game, and then Detroit, the Lions hope to roar, but they may meow because the last time they had a big spot on the road, they meowed big time in Baltimore. Detroit's headed to Los Angeles at SoFi to take on the Chargers. Cleveland, Baltimore, Detroit, L.A. Chargers, go ahead. It's a little different with Cleveland and Baltimore this go-around. Baltimore beat them up pretty good, I believe, the first matchup. But I think Deshaun Watson was hurt. Now, Deshaun Watson is not a great quarterback like he seemingly was in Houston, but he he, he makes the offense passable. It's not a, a rookie second-rounder or, or, or rookie fifth-rounder or whatever the uh, the backup there uh, is and when he was drafted. But I think he makes enough of a difference where – We've seen Amari Cooper go off a couple times since Watson's been back. And when the offense can sustain literally anything, it makes your defense even better. And yeah, they beat up on Arizona and a rookie quarterback. But guess what? A shutout in the NFL is still a shutout. So I think it's going to be a really good game. I think Baltimore wins, but I think it's going to be another one where it proves Cleveland is not a team to scoff at and take lightly. For the Lions, it's a huge spot. The Chargers... The offense hasn't really been clicking. Granted, they didn't have to do much on Monday because the Jets kind of beat themselves and the Chargers' defense and special teams was able to practically beat the Jets by themselves. You needed minimal efforts from Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler and company. Uh, But it's a big game for the Lions coming off your bye. How are you going to handle a team who's playing generally well right now on the road? So I think that's a big game also. I'll still say for the trajectory of the rest of the season, Niners-Jaguars is still the biggest game. But uh, for both of these other games you've highlighted, things can go really bad for all of these teams if they lose by a lot. And finally, those color schemes, Detroit, powder blue, the Chargers, white, powder blue, and yellow. It's going to look like a – oh, but hold on a minute. I think Detroit will, and Dan Campbell will order it, black jerseys, black with blue numerals. And – why do I bring that up? Because it's weird. It's weird that I bring this stuff up. But I've heard players say, yeah, if the color schemes aren't our team, yeah, it affects us in 
uh, especially a road game, if we're in enemy territory and the colors don't match up, and they said, uh, I don't know if I buy that, but you know what? You're a professional football player, and I'm not. But it'll be interesting to see. All right, I got one more. Uh, Washington, nah, I don't, I, Seattle, I had one more. Yeah, and I was going to say Green Bay. Pit, oh, I know which one it was. Uh, New Orleans, Minnesota. Justin Jefferson, they're now saying today, not so fast. He's not quite ready. He could go. Maybe they're posturing. New Orleans, Minnesota. Minnesota is on fire right now. Josh Dobbs, week number two for him. Go ahead. I think it's going to be a tough game for Minnesota. At at this point, it's kind of hard to bet against Josh Dobbs, but prior to the win last week, Josh Dobbs had one win this season. Granted, there's better players in Minnesota than there there are in Arizona. It almost makes you want to say, Josh Dobbs can do anything. But the Saints' defense is playing really well right now, and the offense is playing well enough. I think the Saints are actually going to pull off the win here, and Josh Dobbs is going to kind of come crashing back down a little bit. Marty, thank you for that. We'll come back after the break here, a couple minutes to wrap up this episode of Sports Overnight America on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495. 800-788-1495. 800-788-1495. That's 800-788-1495. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I I never wanted to start using. I I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-378-3508. 800-378-3508. That's 800-378-3508. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities. 
and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Welcome back, Sports Overnight America on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Dominic Jimenez here. Marty Terrell, still the commander-in-chief of this program, wrapping things up here. Marty, I know this is a time that you like to uh, talk about what you're going to be watching and what's going to get you excited. And we, I know for me, have got a full basketball slate tonight, but what are you going to be watching? I'm going to be watching, I got a little church thing tonight, but after that I am going to, and probably during uh, the fact I'm complaining with you, uh, 76ers and the Celtics in Philly. Uh, I love the Celtics, obviously. Uh, Nick Nurse, our good friend, Iowa guy from Carroll, Iowa, Northern Iowa, uh, won a championship with the Raptors in 2019 over uh, some team called Golden State. Um but they weren't healthy. They didn't have a lot of really good players like Kawhi, I think, and uh, not Kawhi. Um, they had Kawhi. Or no, maybe they didn't. I don't know. But Durant didn't play and had the Achilles. But anyway, Celtics, Sixers, Nick Nurse tonight. Uh, and if uh, the Celtics, who got thumped by Minnesota last time out, get beat again by the 76ers, that's okay by me because it's a long, hard, regular season, and we want nothing but good things for Nick Nurse. I'll close out this segment saying this. Tune in Saturday night, but I'm going to say it all week long. Penn State, and the Big Ten is going to come down with the hammer tomorrow on Michigan. Penn State will outright defeat the Michigan Wolverines this Saturday night in State College, Pennsylvania. How about that? What a way to end the show with a bomb. Penn State gets it done. Dom, what do you got on tap tonight? I'm going to be watching the Warriors. It's, it's it's Warriors night. Uh, definitely going to be watching uh, the Warriors game. That That's all I've got. And that's all we've got in terms of time. Marty, thanks so much. Uh, working through the tech difficulties. Thanks again to our guest, Molly O'Brien. Check out the short film, The Only Girl in the Orchestra. I'm Dominic Jimenez. You're you. You're listening to Sports Overnight America on the Sports Byline USA broadcast network heard across country and around the world on the American Forces radio network. we got sports talk all night. Stay with us here on Sports Byline. We'll talk to you tomorrow.